Welcome into the Maroon Mike Podcast. Your co-host, Andrew Miller. I'm your other co-host, Daniel Faulkner. We are coming here a day early for all of you. You're all so special um, because we need to talk about a sport that everyone wants to talk about more than anything else, obviously, and that is baseball. Um, I'm sure this is a team that people are incredibly excited about. Otherwise, we wouldn't do an episode a day early, right? Um, yeah, no, obviously, they're, they're playing their series uh, on Thursday. And truthfully, it just legit logistically made more sense for me to do this podcast now. I don't know about Dan, um, but tonight was just open for me. So I was like, hey, let's do the podcast now. Uh, obviously, also having to figure out, like, okay, we have to recap a game one and stay up late to record. That wasn't going to work. So coming here a day early. Talk about Mississippi State taking on the Gamecocks from South Carolina. We'll have that preview in just a sec. But first, MSU did play a midweek game against Samford, uh, and they got the win, nine to four. Didn't always wasn't necessarily easy. They got down two nothing in the second. They were able to tie it up in the bottom of the second. And actually, this is the good thing for MSU. Both times they got behind, they immediately responded. Fifth inning, give up a couple more runs to go down four to two, but then they respond with three runs of their own in the bottom of the fifth. And are able to pull away with uh, some insurance runs in the sixth and eighth to win the game nine to four. Um, Evan Syria at the start worked went a couple innings. I mean, hit a guy and gave up a bomb, and that's how they got two runs early on. Graham Itama came in, didn't suck. Uh, he hasn't been incredible this season, but he, he had a couple solid innings. Um, I mean, really, the big thing was uh, Casey Hunt came in for the final couple innings and looked good. Closed it out, didn't give up a hit, didn't give up a run, didn't walk, had a couple Ks. Um, Coda Jordan, good day for him. He goes three for four with a couple of doubles, two RBI. Um, or I think, was it four RBI, two RBI, four RBI? I I haven't, I should have it in front of me. When I, okay, like inside baseball here, knock on wood. Why did, okay, I'm messing things up. Inside baseball, pun, haha. Um, I don't know why I'm mixing up expressions. When you take their stat page and you move it over for split screen, it takes away some stats and like the format like changes up. So I could have looked easily and seen how many RBI. Here, here we go. Here we go. Go to Jordan with two RBI. I had it right the first time I said it. So I did all that rambling for absolutely nothing. Um, Hunter Hines has a good day. He goes three for five. Uh, I mean, you don't take anything away. It, it's Samford. This team blew out Arkansas State, and we saw that meant absolutely nothing. But at least they won. So what I'll say is the here's a plus you can get from this. Samford beat Mississippi State last year. They did not beat Mississippi State this year. Is that better? I have no clue. The way this team's playing in SEC play, I just have no clue about anything. Like I don't know why sometimes – they look like they show up, but that level of competition, you know, like for all we know, Kentucky could be a really, really good team. Vanderbilt, they're in the national title discussion. They're a top five team for a reason. And our upcoming opponent is pretty daggum good too. Uh, so like the SEC is a gauntlet, folks, right? I mean, yeah, three ranked weekends start the season and – Maybe even a fourth. I forgot who State plays next weekend, but my memory is blank, and now I got to look it up. But as it's Alabama, Alabama, I think. Oh. I think. Yes, I think it's Alabama. Bama next weekend. So, look, folks, it's it's uh, it's gonna be brutal. 
And all I gotta say is, yeah, uh, midweek win, get a win when you can get a win. Uh, <laughs> get your money up, you know. I don't know. It's just it's difficult, right? And and in a time like this program is in right now, it's hard to like find wins anywhere, right? You'd say, oh hey, we won a game. Gives old Sanford. Who I mean, someone would say, who cares? Well, who knows? That might go down as one of the signature wins of the season. We don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hard. It's hard to take victories anywhere with the way teams playing at the moment. But that's the thing about baseball. Uh baseball is up there with basketball as like one of the most streaky sports, right? You go on big streets. Um and and all you, who knows, you know, Mississippi State could just somehow turn it around and win 24 straight conference games, set a record. Is that going to happen? No, but that's how baseball works, right? You just you go in streaks. And right now they are in a very, very, very bad streak right now, regardless of the midweeks. We're counting SEC play here. Very bad streak. So that's all I got to say on on just that midweek, right? So, Yeah, right now, uh, MSU baseball is leaving the type of streaks that mean you need to go change your underwear. Um, so they take on South Carolina uh, this next weekend. And the Gamecocks, number nine in the country, 24-2 and two on the season. They are 6-0 in SEC play. Have not lost a game at home, 18-0 at uh, Founders. What's it called? Founders Park, I think that's correct. Uh, yeah. Only losses on the season. Uh, they lost their series opener on the road at Clemson, but they still won that series. Took a weird midweek loss to a Charlotte team with a losing record. Uh, that's the type of loss for all of you. That's baseball, uh, folks. That's exactly what that is. Um, but to start SEC play, they've swept Georgia uh, with a couple run rule wins in there and swept a ranked Missouri team. Um, so yeah, this team is hot. They look like the South Carolina team that the, pro the program that you used to expect out of them. Now, granted, haven't beaten a ton of great teams yet to this point. Their, their non-conference schedule was pretty light, but still 24 and 2 is 24 and 2. Uh the big thing about this team, they hit dingers. They lead the country in home runs, 66 bombs on the season, uh score over 10 runs per game, which is eighth nationally, 300 team batting average. Um so I mean that's still a really good team average, but a little bit of that, you know, I, it's it's not home run and bust, but it's not like this is a team that just puts a bunch of guys on base and then drives them in. It, they're going to win by hitting home runs. Uh, right fielder and Ethan Petrie, uh, this dude's all, all insane right now. Batting 446, 12 bombs, 37 RBI. They have two other guys over 10 home runs um, and another player with nine. Uh, and then this is something to look at because we know states had their issues with uh, getting guys out and allowing stolen bases. Uh, shortstop Braylon Wimmer and left fielder Caleb Denny combined 21 of 22 on stolen base attempts. So those are two guys that when you're on base, I think MSU has to worry when I see a team that hits home runs like this, what scares me the most, they always talk about in baseball, it's never the home run, it's the walk before the home run. And MSU walks everyone. Now, they only walked three guys the other night uh, in the midweek. That was the like the one big positive, only two walks in that game. They did have a couple hit by pitch, though, and one of those, they immediately followed a home, all followed up with a home run, and you see what happened. I mean, State, obviously, they, they strike out a lot of guys, but I mean, I – when you see a team like this that's getting all these bombs, that's the biggest thing that worries me. A state's going to load up the bases with walks and free passes, and then they're going to kill you. Yeah, that's kind of how Vanderbilt did it with uh, 
Zari uh, with Parker Nolan. Uh, yeah, load up the bases and get, give him two grand slams in a game, right? And look, because you load the bases, you're like, you got nowhere to put them. Okay, let me just boom, just throw fastball, boom, right down the middle, gone, home run, right? Uh, it, it, it's difficult, and they, they're just not finding the zone. They're not finding the zone, and it is, as a fan, it's extremely frustrating. And the fact that yeah, this team can, they can do that well. Uh, it. it it's terrifying, and I think every if any Mississippi State fan is coming with this expectation of, oh, we're absolutely going to win, we're going to do fantastic this series, you know, nah, I wouldn't be so sure just yet. Uh, like like Andrew was saying, right, that long ball, <clears throat> and that's part of the new modern day and age of baseball that we have. Long balls is is how it works, right? And and as our our good friends, um. Was it uh, Maddox and Glavine said uh, chicks dig the long ball? Uh, look, <laughs> they still do, folks. And South Carolina, they got they got all the chicks with them, so it, it's difficult. That's fitting uh-huh. that the Gamecocks have the chicks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't think about that. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it, it on paper right now for Mississippi State pitching. Uh, the way it looks right now and the way State's playing, if they continue the way they've been playing, I got two words. If South Carolina continues their play and State continues there, I got two words. We're screwed. Um, <laughs> one thing, look, all that has to change is Mississippi State, right? You can only control what you can control. And what you can control is dominating the zone, right, the strike zone, dominating it, which they haven't done all year. You have to get guys out. The strikeout's not everything, right? I'm not a huge kind of strikeout guy. I, I prefer letting my fielders back me up. That's a problem because Mississippi State, I think, has the worst fielding percentage in the Southeastern Conference. So when you look at a team that hits as well as South Carolina and you see what what Vanderbilt just did to you, uh, it, it, it's terrifying. And, I, you know, I was watching Texas and Texas A&M last night to just get away from, like, let me get one game away from Mississippi State right here, right? Uh, and, and of course, they had to talk about how bad we are. Uh, they're saying, you know, so far this season, uh, Vanderbilt's only given up, I think, 19 runs. We've given up 91 in conference. In conference, that is, not overall. Like, And I was like, Okay, I, it was Kyle Peterson. Yeah, Kyle Peterson was the one that was talking about it. And I was like, Kyle, I thought we were friends. You know, I was like, I watched this game to get away from State. Maybe there were State fans watching to, to not have to deal with the stress. Nope, we're the talk of the town in the in this part of the country right now. It's just how bad that pitching is. So, I was saying, and, and we're about to talk about South Carolina's pitchers. They're better than ours right now, right? Aren't they? Like, they're, they're, they're quite a bit better, but. Real quick, since we're obviously talking about our rotation, um, State has announced for the weekend, uh, Durangelo saying you're keeping the Thursday night – well, Friday, but it's Thursday uh, – keeping that game one starting role, which surprises me a little bit given the way the last two performances have gone. I, I don't think you would pull him out of the starting rotation. I've, I've wondered if you would move him back. But, frankly, it's kind of one of those things, what are you going to do? Um, so you're keeping him for game one. Game two, TBD here. So, no Landon Gartman, 
I think the assumption for most is it's going to be Bradley Lofton. He's been the midweek starter recently. Obviously, you started Evan Siri this weekend, so that you know, I, I think that kind of tells you who it's probably going to be. Um, and look, I mean, he's done okay as a midweek starter the last few weeks, so he's probably earned the opportunity. Uh, and then you're going to go back to Nate Dome on uh, Saturday for Game Three, giving him another opportunity. Um, look, he's been one of the better, obviously, really has to this point been the best pitcher that you've had, all things considered. Everybody was talking about getting him in the lineup uh, or getting him in the rotation. You got him in the rotation last week. Was Didn't go great, but frankly didn't go worse than anybody else has, has done as a starter for MSU at this point. Um, I, it totally makes sense to give him at least one more sh- shot out there before you decide that, okay, maybe this guy's just better off coming out of the pen. Um, so, that I mean, that'll be something to watch. It You hate to continue seeing MSU having to mess around with the rotation at this point, but unfortunately that's the situation that they are in. Now, moving on to South Carolina, they are making a change in their rotation themselves as well as Noah Hall – or sorry, not Noah Hall. I looked at the wrong place. Eli Jones on Thursday is going to get his first start of the season. Uh, Will Sanders has been the starter for most of the year, but uh, he got pulled after a couple rough performances uh, in SEC play to start. Eli has uh, seven appearances on the year. He has one start, 1.77 ERA, 182 average allowed, 4-0 uh, record on the year for him. So that'll be interesting for MSU as uh, Carolina's breaking in a new starter uh, in, in game one. But this is a guy who, to this point, has pitched pretty well on the season. Um, before we go through the other starters for them, just overall, 2.81 ERA, that's fourth in the country. 3.77 walks, uh, walk-to-strikeout ratio, also fourth in the country. Keep with the theme, 1.09 uh, whip. That's fourth in the country. 10.9 uh, strikeouts per nine innings. That's 18th. 207 average allowed, which I could not find where that ranked in the country, but that's still really good. Um, so, look, this is, it's not just been the bats. They, they've had the pitching as well. On Friday night, uh, Noah Hall, he's sort of been the lead guy for them. 2.35 ERA, 204 average allowed, 5-0 in the season. And you have Jack Mahoney uh, on Saturday to close things out. 2.87 ERA, 250 average, 3-0. Uh, just a couple names to watch for out of the pen. Top guys appear to be James Hicks, uh, Chris Veach, and Cade Austin. MSU's bats have not been as good recently. Now, obviously, you have to factor in how are they reacting because of the situation they're being put in. When you find yourself down 3 nothing, 4 nothing after the top of the first inning, there's going to be a reaction to, all right, well, we have to, we have to score a bunch of runs. And when you get to that mindset, that completely changes your approach at the plate. Now, I kind of feel like, this is me not being smart and me not understanding the mind of a baseball player. If I were Jake Gotro, I would simply look at my guys and say, do not change anything. Just treat it the exact same. I, and I'm sure he's doing that, it should, but the guys are naturally not going to. Um, obviously, on Sunday against Vanderbilt, you did manage to get seven runs in that game and give yourself a chance. It was just your pitching gives up 11 because, of course, they did. But, I mean, look, this is going to be a, a tough group to go against. It's one of the better pitching staffs that MSU has faced at this point of the season. And considering, the, like, you you know you're, you're at this point, if you're state, you have to score runs to win. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know if it's – I mean, what type of expectation you're supposed to have for this group going into this weekend. It's hard to have any expectations. And, I mean, honestly, let's say let's have no expectations, right? If you if you don't expect anything, uh, you're you're gonna get surprised no matter what by what you see, um, and in doing so, you probably won't be surprised at all. It, it's just, yeah, 
going on that mindset you're talking about it, and I bet you Gotro is saying that to guys, hey, don't worry, don't look at the scoreboard. Um, yeah, I I don't think the players are getting that right. That you look at the 2021 team. Uh, just one example, right? Being down four nothing in the eighth inning in Omaha. Uh, first of all, largest deficit comeback from ever in Omaha was four runs. State tied that record, right, in that game against Virginia in 2021. Uh, yeah, you kind of got it started with just uh, uh, what was it? Uh, hit by pitch. Yeah, like hit by pitch or a walk. That's what started it. And then, then you had the solo home run from the freshman Clark. Uh, and they just slowly worked things out one by one out there and able to grind it out to to take the lead and win the game. So I, I don't like that. The experience on that team, the guys who were hitting, Scotty DeBrule started it getting walked or hit by, I can't remember, hit by pitcher walk, one of those two. Uh, Josh Hatcher with the single, Rowdy Jordan with the double, Tanner Allen with the home run. We all remember, right? All that experience in doing that. Um, and I just don't know the mindset of guys like Ledbetter and Larry and Hines and Jordan and, and all these guys. I don't know their mindset. Like everyone knew the mindset of those guys in the 21 team. I mean, that just look at the trophy that that shows that mindset, the championship mindset. I'm not playing like that right now, but. It, yeah, it's difficult to see. Um, and when we're, you know, um, and looking at it, I mean, you know, you got to figure something out on the mound. Because, oh, I, let me just say, this is the keys to the game, uh, or to the games. Uh, figure something on the mound and fast. Because coaches are fighting for jobs here. Uh, I know you guys uh, lounged throughout a name out there. Um earlier before and um and one of the Tennessee assistants sorry my, my throat was kind of like itching me right there um uh, yeah Lamone is fighting for his job uh uh Foxhall's probably gone at this point probably it's gonna be interesting the future of the program is actually up in the air right now if we're all being honest what we're seeing is unprecedented and if you don't want to, if you want to go back into certainty of the future, figure something out fast. Um, there's not much else, right? Bats are doing whatever. This is one of the top, you're facing a similar rotation to what you faced last weekend in really good talent. Um, the most important thing you have to avoid is a home run derby. You cannot, and by home run derby, I mean South Carolina home run derby. In duty noble. That has to be avoided at all costs. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see what I saw last weekend. I don't. And, and you know, I don't want to see uh, a ball hit and now it's calls it a pop-up and then it goes 400 feet. Like, I don't like seeing that. I don't. Uh, it hurts my feelings. And so, and, and yeah, it's just brutal. So you have to get it. You have to avoid that home run derby. You have to. You have to. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and jump to my prediction. Andrew, you can give yours as well. I mean, I think we're all on the same page here. As of right now, we believe this team will fall to 0-9 in conference play because it's bad. And until they 
win a single game in conference against anybody. I, I don't care if they get a win against LSU or against Ole Miss, who's just as bad as us, apparently. I, I don't think any fan believes they're going to win a series uh, until they win a single game. And as of right now, got them 0-3 this weekend. Yeah. By the way, for some reason, I said earlier, I mentioned South Carolina's record at home. I don't know why. I thought this game was in Columbia for some weird reason. Um, it's in Starkville. You all knew that. I'm, I, I don't know why I thought it was on the road to South Carolina, but it's still I mean, impressive yeah. at home, though. I mean, let, like, yeah, 18 we'll give them, like, still 18 0 at home, really, really impressive. Um, but look, they, that means they're not undefeated on the road. Ooh, that, I mean, state's got a great chance. Oh, oh. Um, got them yeah, I mean, I, I kind of there with you. I'm not going to really make a prediction, but I'm mostly there with you. I don't have much faith in this team. This is what I'll say. Everybody likes to draw comparisons to the 2018 team. Not for necessarily for this team, but every time MSU baseball does not get off to a good start. I feel like from this point forward, because 2018 happened, and it was a magical run that we all enjoyed and loved, but because 2018 happened, all that has done is like the that's baseball crowd and the positivity crowd get the that opportunity to like, well, 2018 turned around and went to Omaha. They do, they're going to do that every year from the to the rest of time. We're going to hear that. That team Wait, started two. I, go ahead. I'm going to look at the team's record in conference start. They were two and, and seven. I looked at this earlier. They were two oh. and seven in conference play through three series. If Mississippi State does not win the series this weekend, I'm going to shocker. I'm going to tell you this team is not going to achieve anything close to what the 2018 team achieved. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Cool. Um, like. I, if this team is one, if they win a, get a game and they're one and eight, I'm going to tell you they're not making the postseason. Hot take, but the the worst start we have seen from the MSU team that played the worst throughout this, they were, I mean, they were worse overall to this point of the season than this team was. They were still two and seven after three weekends. State has to find a way. If they're going to have any chance, you got to win this series at home. I don't know that, I don't believe that they will, though. So. All right, uh, that's baseball. Let's talk a little bit of softball here. And uh, we men- I mentioned briefly on the last show, uh, didn't go well for the Bulldogs in Athens. Um, obviously only got to play two games there, but shut out in both games, um, give up 10 runs in the second to get run ruled. Uh, so, I mean, not great, but uh, they uh, – why is this not – oh, that game's not final yet. They're playing ULM as we're speaking. Do you have the score up? Yeah, uh, it should almost be over. Hold on. I get Twitter alerts, so I'm opening Twitter. Yep, 7 to 1. Yeah. 7 to 1 win. Nine minutes. Uh, I'll re- yeah, so 7 to 1 win in the midweek against ULM. Uh, that game playing on the road at, at Monroe. So they handled their business in the midweek, but it's going to get tough. They got Arkansas coming into Starkville uh, this weekend. Arkansas, number 10 in the country in the Hogs. They're really good. Twenty-four and nine overall in the season. Five and four in conference play. In the non-con, they took two out of three from Arizona. Um, obviously, that's a team MSU has seen recently. Uh, lost their opening SEC series to A&M, but then bounced back by going on the road and taking two of three from Bama. They took two of three from a Florida team that was ranked number ten at the time of that game. Uh, this is a really good Arkansas team. Daniel, what can you tell us about them? Arkansas is good. Um, I was just kind of recapping kind of what happened with the ULM game, trying to make sure I knew, but. Yeah, Arkansas is really good reigning SEC champs. Uh, that's the first thing. 
They won the conference last year. They're a really good team. They just missed Oklahoma. Is it back to back for them? Uh no. It, I thought it said that on their site. Maybe. I gotta it's, look. It says back to back SEC champs on their website. All right. Well then yeah, I guess they won it in uh in twenty one. Maybe they want to share. Could... I don't know. I literally have yeah, no I... idea. Doesn't really matter. I think Arkansas and Alabama might have had a share that year. Alabama was really good that year. I don't know why I can't remember it. But, yeah, um, you have reigning pitcher of the year in Shanice Dels. Uh, really solid lineup, right? But here, here's the most important thing, and you got to remember this. So you're able to have a way more positive outlook on, on Mississippi State softball than Mississippi State baseball. Way more positive. And, and by that, I mean this. Any series at News Park is winnable. Any series. Um, state has a chance to make a really big statement. Yes, you had that really bad weekend in uh in Georgia. You only played two uh because of the weather. But yeah, it it's it wasn't good. But like I said, you have a chance to bounce back. You have a home crowd now. Hopefully a lot of people in town. I understand people are frustrated with baseball, but but softball's still a solid team, the three and two in conference. And, you know, solid lineup uh, against them. And uh, Rylan Hedgecock has 14 home runs on the season. Megan Johnson, you know, not just a – she's going to get a lot of bunt hits, um, slap hitter, over a dozen stolen bases so far. Their pitching is solid. You know, they're highly ranked for a reason. The Hogs are a good team. They're still up there as a team that might win the SEC this year. Um, I mean, Tennessee is is extremely good this year. I mean, really good. But if any team probably could knock out Tennessee this year, I'd say it's Arkansas. Um, it's not going to be Alabama. Or Alabama already didn't. They lost two or three to Tennessee. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. And you got a really good team. So, you got two top ten teams coming to Starkville this weekend. I think that's fun. Uh, considering that, look, they both got big competition. Go check them out, folks. I mean, my dad's in town. He's going to come. We're going to go Friday night to the dude. Probably Saturday and Sunday after we get disappointed Friday night, we're going to go to News Park. So how that kind of works. But you never know, right? It's Mississippi State. You never do know. Yeah, Arkansas is a good team. Don't be surprised if they take a ser- take the series because uh, that's what they do. They take series. They win series. They have solid pitching. Shanice Dell is going to do really well in the circle for the Hogs. But, yeah, who knows? Screw it. I'm going to say State takes two or three here. I'm there we bold. Go. I think we'll see good work out of the freshman pitcher, Josie Marin. Aspen Wesley does her part, and that's all State needs. It's all State needs. Um when you got great hitters like Macy Graff and Briley St. Clair just leading off the lineup and having your your big run scores and in, in uh, Chloe Malaulu and Paige Cook behind them, that's all you need. That's all you need. Paige Cook had a three-run bomb tonight. Uh, good stuff. She's been hitting very well this season, very well. Um, she had a ru- really shaky start opening weekend, bounced back in a huge way, so – Dogs take two or three at News Park. I'm calling it. That'd be great. If look at a series win, if they could find a way to get a series win over Arkansas, that'd be fantastic for the year going forward. And look, even if you can get one, 
that in softball for MSU, like against a team like Arkansas, considering how loaded the SEC is, that'd be huge. Uh, speaking of being able to attend, I mean, look, the game on Friday is at four o'clock. Baseball game won't be till six. You can go over to News Park. And I mean, depending on how that game, softball games, obviously they take longer than two hours, but I mean, you could get the majority of that game in. And if it's going well, you could stick around and then head right over to the dude. Of course, on Saturday, they have both games taking place at the exact same time at 2 p.m. That's very typical. But what I would tell you is, depending on how baseball is going, I would just go over to News Park. Um, but no, then no, on look, no. Sun- <laughs> Sunday at 12, uh, there is no baseball happening, so you can go watch Arkansas. Uh, so if you're in town, look again. These games are free to go to, and this is a big series. So uh, go support the softball team. All right. We are going to try next week to talk about a topic that I think people are more interested in than anything else that we have going on right now in MSU athletics uh, because spring football is in full swing and we need to discuss a little bit uh, about this team. What what are we looking for in the spring? What are expectations for the next season? Uh, what are some changes we think we may or may not see? You know, any reaction to coaching comments? There's a lot happening that we haven't been able to address on the show because we only go twice a week and obviously with, uh, baseball and softball, it's kind of like, all right, well, one show is to recap, one show is to preview. But we need to find some time to talk about football because, obviously, we can talk about being a baseball school all we want, and, you know, at the end of the day, nothing moves the needle like football. That, that's just reality here in the South. Uh, and I know MSU fans are very excited for the upcoming football season. So I think next week, be on the lookout. We're going to have some football content out for you guys, um, and we'll probably have a lot of that over the next several weeks as you go through spring practice. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, the dogs can turn it around and find a series win against South Carolina and a series win against Arkansas in softball. I would not expect either, but hopefully that can happen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Dan, for hopping on. As always, swing your sword and hail state.